Listeners are advised, this podcast contains coarse language, themes of an adult nature, and inappropriate thoughts about boy bands. And inappropriate thoughts by boy bands, motherfucker. Okay, hi, hello, Amy, Amy, Amy Long. Do you know what? My name's so much easier to say at the start than yours. You're like Zoe Linkson. There's like four syllables in your name. Oh, I apologise. <laughs> there's only three in mine, to be we, fair. We, I mean, we could marry and I'd just be Zoe Long. <laughs> it might be a bit odd, but sure. I mean, why not? We're open-minded people. <laughs> or we so, could just not use our surnames. We'd just be like, hello, oh, yeah. Amy. Hello, and then we've both got the same number of syllables. And we've both, we both got L, we both start with L, so Look. we could just make our surname L. Right. Amy L, Zoe L. Why Let's not? Let's do it. Let's change our Twitters right now. <laughs> anyway, so this is I'm with the boy band. I'm Zoe. And you are? Amy Long. <laughs> <laughs> and we're, why are we having to record remotely today? It's really odd not looking at you. I know it is really bizarre, but... I can normally see your face and just see that little, you kind of little twitch before you say a funny thing. <laughs> I know it's coming. Um, Amy, yeah, we're... Amy was unwell at the weekend. Yeah, it wasn't very well, so we had to postpone. Sorry. And I can't, I, I'm in charge this week and because our government's imploding. Oh um, my God, yeah, we've I, got a new PM. I couldn't drag my ass to Amy's after work, so here we are. I'm sat in my bedroom. Where are you sat, Amy? I'm in my bedroom, actually, as oh. it happens. It's about... I've, had, I've had these kind of phone calls before. <laughs> It's Not about a million out. degrees. It's really, really hot. I've had to turn my air conditioning unit off as well, so that we don't well, have oh, the yeah, constant hum. So um, I mean, some of us don't have air conditioning have a, um, at home. Sweaty top lip. Oh, it's beautiful. Sounds sexy. Right. Uh, so what's what's been going on in boy band world? Yeah. Well, we've got quite a lot to talk about, I believe. Yeah. Oh, I just headbutted the microphone. <laughs> I mean, don't do that. No. Yeah, we've got quite a bit to talk about. Um, a lot of boy band news. I started making a list on the train to work this morning and then decided that I'd nap instead. Oh, um, yeah, much better idea. Right? Much better you. idea. So my, my, my list of things to talk about isn't as long as it should be, but I do want to start with talking about Boys on the Block. Did you see I sent you the news piece? Did you read it? Boys on the Block? Yes. Hang on, I'm going to pull up the article. Oh, I know what this is. I forgot it was called that, but I know exactly what this is. The first bit of news I want to talk about that I sent you the article to, and I was super excited, and then I reread it, and I was like, oh, I'm not sure I'm as excited now I've reread it. I just got like... Yeah, it's like, let's get excited about boy band stuff, but actually the truth is it might fever. be a bit shit. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to read it. This is an article from The Sun Online. Uh, Dane Bowers, Abs Love, Shane Lynch, and Ben Ophiodu mm. are joining forces to form a brand new boy band The Sun Online can exclusively reveal. The 90s favourites will make up four-piece as bad boys on the block and they're even <laughs> planning a UK tour. 
Now, I have to question the name. I think they might be slightly in breach of uh, I might, the trademark. I think they might have ripped it slightly from <laughs> some other places. Sounds familiar. Familiar too. Um, mm. A source tells us they're doing it for a bit of fun, but their confident fans will love it. The 90s are huge again, and they want to bring the naughtiness of that era back. I don't remember the 90s being particularly not not a public general feeling of naughtiness. I might have been a mm. bit of a, a rascal myself, but... <laughs> Who knows, they might even record again as Bad Boys on the Block if it's as, as successful as people think it will be. I'm, I also want to know who these people are. Remind me who the lineup is. Dane Bowers from Another Level. So Dane from Another Level. Abs Love from Five. Oh yeah, Abs, yeah. Shane Lynch, who's... From Boyzone. Thank you. And <laughs> uh, Ben is from Fats and Small, I believe. That's not a fucking boy band. No, but you know, he's in on it. All four members tasted chart success as part of now-defunct boy bands. It's according to The Sun. Well, The Sun is incorrect. The Sun is obviously not a fan of I'm with a boy band because right, they, need to they, on this. they don't understand what a boy band is. Okay. Okay. Are there any dates of when they're going on tour? No, it's literally just that article, and that's all I've been able to find. And then I mm. went and sought out their Twitter. They're all, all like The four of them have Twitter profiles so mm-hmm. what i'm looking for i got really middle-aged then and went on the tweets on the- um, <laughs> <laughs> did you tweet at them <laughs> i tweeted them and um the only one that was talking about it was the one from fats and small so the one not in a boy band oh yeah because he's the most excited about it i understand he's right. never been in a boy band before so right. but yeah i don't dane did so we'd have last seen abs on the big reunion yes um, and Dane, did Dane do the big reunion? Am I thinking of the one that's not Dane that looks like Dane? Yes, you're thinking of Anthony Costa from Blue. Thank you. So um, Dane, after another level, Dane went and did that. Um, he did some garage tunes with, well, the first one he did with, I can't remember. It was called Buggin. And then he did Out of My Mind with, with Victoria Beckham. Yes. That's and the, the same garage outfit. Yeah. And then there was a sex tape with Katie Price too. Oh, and then might, he did, might be the last thing I saw him in. Then he did totally boy. <laughs> you saw him in it. I can't. I don't understand your need to watch celebrity sex tapes. <laughs> like yeah. it came as a big surprise to me that that whichever Kardashian is was made famous from doing a sex tape. Yeah, like, that's how it all started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, Dane did totally boy band with a friend of the podcast, Jimmy Constable of Nine One One. Ah. Lee from Steps, Bradley from S Club 7, and my actual mate Danny from Lucas on the Block. So that's the last uh, time I remember. Your, your actual husband, I think. Oh, You're yes. fine. Sorry, I'm just trying to keep play that down, that play that low for the podcast. <laughs> I don't want to. Mm. Danny has to maintain his um, reputation as well of yeah. not being married. You know yeah. what boy bands are like? They have to pretend they're single. No, go- yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> no full time girlfriends, etc. So yeah, that's oh. that was the first bit of news that I saw that I was excited about. Then the second bit of news that I saw, which I must have come the morning after or the day after that yeah. boy, and I sent you screenshots, and you were like, "Who are they?" Because I didn't send you. I just screenshot. Oh, you. Yeah. I screenshotted you some tour dates, and you're like, "That's lovely." Who is it for? for? <laughs> yeah. it's, um, Boys' life again, back out on tour. So that is Keith Duffy from Boys Own and Brian McFadden. From Westlife. Who make up Boys Life. I, yeah. really, I really, really want to go to that one. 
I know. I'm on the fence. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I will see. Let's see if we can get them on the podcast first, and then maybe they'll sway me. Is that the deal breaker for you? Guys, (laughs) I'd love to buy tickets to your shows, but, uh, you know, only if you're a friend. Yeah, I want the freebies, mate. (laughs) Comp comp me a ticket and I'll go. How about that? (laughs) Okay. And also the other big news from uh, Monday was that the new O-Town album came out. I know. Well, it's not out yet. It's ready for pre-order. Well, pre-order, but they released off, which is the thing yes. that we got to hear in London that we both yes. loved. And they were like, "You can tape it, but you can't put it out on Twitter." And we were like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. So yeah, actual friends of the actual podcast, O Town. Oh my god, I love O Town so much. Like I'm so I'm so in love with O Town. They're just the best guys ever, and they're really talented, and their music's amazing. So go and pre-order the album because it's going to be good. Sorry, I'm just drinking. Right, and that's oh, that's the four bits of boy band. No, sorry, three bits. One, two. That's the bits of boy band news I can remember in the two minutes I well, gave it on the train. We know that you don't have a good memory, Zoe. Because what else did you discover this week? Oh, yeah. So I was going through. You and I had a have a little project that we put yeah. together, and I had to go and find pictures of me with boy bands. And I was like, I must have pictures of me with more boy bands than just new kids on the block. And I know I've got one of me with Howie, and then I yes. had like the proper picture that I took with the Backstreet Boys at that same event thing, which has got me and our yes. friend Jen in it. And, and you've got pictures of you from the nineties with various. Yeah, but I've got Bad Boys Inc. and Let's Loose and lots of take that ones. And yeah. as I was scrolling through my phone, I saw what I thought was a picture of me and my friend Sammy with New Kids on the Block. And I was like, there's not enough people in that picture. And I opened it up big and it's a picture of me the time I met the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> when I was, was this time, Zoe? <laughs> was this the time we saw them in Kingston? <laughs> no. So I, it took me a minute as well to be like, oh, <laughs> when was this what is this it was, it was the fact that you said you had absolutely no recollection of it happening until you saw the picture and, yeah. and then you were like ah oh. yeah so it's quite a funny story so it was um the mixtape festival which is a thing that new kids used to coordinate each year like they'd headline it and it would be it's it was the the precursor to the mixtape tour so it'd be loads of different acts as a little two-day festival but not camping over festival it was just in this football stadium at hershey park in pennsylvania which is next to the like the actual chocolate hershey factory, park. The chocolate factory. Park yeah. where they do chocolate blah 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 and there's a stadium within this and it would be a little two-day festival new kids did it one one year which was the first night was new kids on the block the second night was new kids on the nkot bsb and had other oh. acts of things there a second year apparently <laughs> Um, had the Jonas Brothers there, and <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 as, as the weeks went on, I've remembered more. So my friend Sammy had come. It was during the package tour, and right. Sammy hadn't seen any shows. So of, what year was that? Sorry, two thousand and thirteen. Okay, and Sammy hadn't seen any shows, so she and I flew into Atlantic City. So that was the first time I've been to Atlantic City. And we did the Atlantic City show and we drove down the next day for the Mixtape Festival and hooked up with some other people. And Newcastle and the Block were headlining one night. 
and the Jonas Brothers playing there. I don't even remember if I went to see the Jonas Brothers. It's one of these festivals that every year it rains. So yeah. and it would have been like really rainy and then really hot. So I don't even remember if I went to see them. But Sammy and I, because that was she was only doing two shows. We did the first show was just a normal like we'll go in get cheap seats, and the mixtape festival we got the VIP for, which came with a couple of photo ops, one with New Kids on the Block and one with the Jonas Brothers, <laughs> and, and there was I think there was one with Salt and Pepper as well maybe, and someone out and Train. We didn't really do the others, mm. um, but so we we went we did want to do the the New Kids one, so we went through and did all that fine. And then we were like, fuck it, let's do the Jonas Brothers one. But as we were lining up, we were kind of like, we don't, we're not really fans. <laughs> and we were, you had to make, not big groups, It was I think it was groups of five with other people. So we said to these girls that we'd been put into a group with, look, we don't really like them, so we'll stand on the ends. Mm. Then what you can do is you each stand next to a Jonas and we'll, like you can cut us out. It's fine, you'll have a really great... We just got Great idea, yeah. We were, so I think we might have been slightly tipsy. And we were like, we just want to go through and meet them and say, hi, it's fine. Like, we'll stand, you can cut us out, you'll have a lovely picture of you and the Jonas Brothers. We go through and the girls obviously haven't fucking understood what we were on about. And they walk past the Jonas Brothers and stand at the end. <laughs> and I was like, oh. And then they say, get ready for the photos. So Sammy and I are like, well, fuck. So then we, it's me and Sammy, like, hugging up on the Jonas Brothers. And the three actual Jonas fans, nowhere near a Jonas. <laughs> So where, where, who have you got your arms around? Is it Joe and Kevin? No fucking idea. Oh, come on, Zoe. It's been a long time since we did the Jonas Brothers episode. We've even seen them in that time and you still don't know which is which. No, I'm going to look at the picture. It's no, oh. no idea because I don't actually remember. So let me pull up the picture now <laughs> and I will tell you. Is it the last picture on our Instagram or have you been posting? No, no, it's the last one on there. I am between Joe and Kevin, yes. Hmm. Sammy's on the end. Joe, with me, Kevin. Kevin. No, so, uh, I'm not touching Nick, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm mildly jealous. I probably shouldn't be because it obviously wasn't that memorable. Oh, poor like, Jonas. Because see, because I thought they, and I know we did, we've done our episode, but it's a long time ago since we did it. But I thought they broke up for ten years and hadn't done anything. Was this during their wanting to try and? get back together phase yeah it may have been the bit where they you know they announced the tour and then went no we're not doing a tour now like they yeah. fell out again i remember that bit from your episode mm. that they announced the tour and then cancelled the date so it possibly it's possibly that right i i could make out that i remember but i really don't like i couldn't even play tell you a set list or even if they played year 3000 or anything That's like that so funny <laughs> I love it. Obviously. I'm with the boy band, but I don't actually remember it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to blame it. One of the days it absolutely pissed down and we sat in the VIP area was this just a big marquee mm. with no, and it wasn't a waterproof marquee. So the, oh, it was trying to find a space to sit in the marquee, avoiding the puddles. Yeah. Neither of the times I've done VIP at the Mix 8 Festival has it been any fun at all. That's so sad, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, it's more because just the setup of it. It's not set up for for having VIP people because it's just hot as fucking balls, mate. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was the time I met the Jonas Brothers, and then obviously forgot within about five minutes. Well, they the clearly, like you said, made a big <laughs> when, impression. When I found the picture, I only had the low res version, and I sent it. I messaged it to Sammy, and I was like, "I don't remember this happening, but do you by any chance have the high res of it?" Because I was like, "The fuck!" Because <laughs> I kind of need it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. 
How did you not not know that in future years you were going to have a podcast about boy bands? Like, how did I not know that six years later I'd meet? Here it? we are. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's so funny. I loved it. <laughs> it's so brilliant. Any other boy band news? Um. Well, there was a little bit out of Rahway. Is that where is Rahway? Is it New Jersey? New Jersey. Yes. I was actually, so desperate to go to that show. I know. And I couldn't get the time off. I tried I so so hard. It's such a sad state of affairs. And it's actually Christine from Girl Were You Alone who went, they finally got to meet Lance Bass at the <laughs> 2000 tour at the weekend on Saturday. Have you had updates? Have they told you what went down? We've heard bits and pieces, but let's um, come back to that in a minute. Okay. We'll be back after. Let's just take a little break and we'll be back right after this. So, um,. Ultimate boy band playlist. Did I get it right? Yes, you did. Yay! Right. First time ever. Get you. This yes. is. Can I just say again how weird it is doing this without looking at your face? I know it's really fucking weird. I'm currently looking at a blonde woman with curly hair live from outside Downing Street. It's not the same. Well, I'm not looking at that, but I. I know this is going to sound really fucking stupid, but I'm going to say it anyway. Like it's like isn't technology amazing but actually all we're doing is like having a fucking phone call yes <laughs> i know we're recording it and it is amazing because we're both recording at our own ends and we're still talking into mics and everything else but like it is just a fucking phone call but i suppose we don't really speak on the phone that much people yeah. in general these days yeah we always message you're now nicola sturgeon pardon <laughs> i'm i'm using you oh, as the woman yes. person on the news so you're okay. now talking to nicola sturgeon's head Ultimate Boy Band Playlist. Who's going first? Where did we end off last week? We ended up with One Direction. On Yeah, on my One Direction song, which was... Still My Girl. It was. So do you you feel strongly that your next one goes in with this one? Actually, do you know what we've not done? I've not done a, a... history of the song like we did last week well yeah. i've literally just opened up the wikipedia page for my song <laughs> okay <laughs> let me do mine so then. why don't i go first <laughs> okay let's do that then so yes i feel strongly that my song leads really nicely from one direction <laughs> um, i'm going to give you some clues see if you can guess who this song is by it was released on april the 5th 2019 Oh. Through Republic Records. It's, it's Jonas. <laughs> it's the second single off their fifth album, Happiness Begins. It is Jacob Underwood's favourite song. Oh. Cool. So do you have to do another choice then if we're going to play this as Jacob's favourite song? Well, it's tough we have We have a little thing from... Should we play Jacob talking about this being his favourite oh, song? Yeah, we no? should absolutely do that. Okay, okay. so... By the magic of magic, here's Jacob. I'm going to shock you guys with this one. Jonas Brothers, cool. Right. I love that song. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> we went to see them. So the weirdest fucking thing, we, when we did our Jonas Brothers episode, yeah. we recorded it and at the time they weren't back together. In the time from me driving from Amy's house to home, they fucking reunited. <laughs> so I get home and I was like, you're not going to believe this. But they played a gig at a, a tiny venue down the road from where we live to promote the album. So we saw them like two weeks ago. Awesome. That song, Cool, off the new album, is I think it's great. great. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's great. It's really great. And we're back in the room. Oh, thank you, Jacob. <laughs> um, so my song was released on 
July the 27th, 2014. Okay. It was by an American boy band. Oh, let me guess, let me guess. Friends friends of the podcast. O-Town. Yeah. Oh my God, is it an O-Town song? <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, I thought, just because they were releasing a, you know, a new, new song this week. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know what you're going to choose. I love this song so much. And they played it when we went to see them live. Before we went to see them live, I clued myself up a bit and started listening to the more recent stuff. And I fell in love with this song on the very first listen. And also the video, it's got a great video. So it's Off Lines and Circles, which is their third studio album. Uh, That was released after they got back together in 2011. It was actually, the album was released in August 2014, Skydive came out shortly before that in July. Um, sorry, yeah, it's Skydive. <laughs> it came Yay! out slightly before that. It's just such a good song and it gives me all the feels because I can just put it on and I'm back in that room in Islington watching O-Town. So my choice for the Ultimate Boy Band playlist this week is Skydive by O-Town. Yay! I mean, they've got a lot of really, really good songs, O-Town and Jonas. Yes. So there was a, a lot to choose from. And in fact, I I said to Zoe, little secret, I said to Zoe, I think I'm going to pick an O-Town song. And she said, pick another boy band this week, please, Amy. No, <laughs> I, I, didn't like... say that. <laughs> I said, we don't, let's not forget to, to prepare our ultimate boy band songs. And you was mm-hmm. like, can I pick O-Town? And I was like, shit, I was literally just about to message you and say, I want to do Skydive by O-Town. <laughs> and you very graciously went, yeah. okay. I'll let you do that, I think, because you know how much I love it and I'd be yeah. gutted if I couldn't add this one on. So that's the next two tracks to the Ultimate Boy Band playlist. I will, as normal, uh, put the link to the Spotify version of the playlist up on our Twitter so you can all listen along. Yay. Great. Okay, okay. time for a little break before we go into Amy's Boy Band of the Week. Yeah. So, guys, we are here with Ashley and Christine from Girl, Girl You Alone. Alone. Oh, I can't <laughs> sing it. Oh, my God, I feel really bad that I can't sing it. So, the uh, our podcast besties. Oh, they are our podcast besties, obviously. And so. We have, so, we've had to call in. We've had to, we couldn't just read out our text messages and play voice no. notes from them. We had to have a, a face-to-face kind of. Um, the only, only kind of is because my my computer won't show my face i have it set specially so like no one can go through that damage so girls we, we need to know all about what went down when you went on saturday night to new jersey to see the pop 2000 tour with lance bass and o-town tell us our friends o-town <laughs> friends of the pod <laughs> right it was amazing oh that's so good it really was so great. And well, first of all, the best thing happened like right at the beginning because Lance like knew of our podcast and was like, oh, it's you guys. But They're oh, everywhere. So like, Absolutely amazing. Okay. We're melting down right already. <laughs> In the pictures, you can see my hands are like on my heart. Like, no. <laughs> Christine almost had a heart attack and died right then and there. So Lance is your favourite, Christine, isn't he? Yes, he always was. And I just will never give up on him. I love him. (laughs) And you guys, you guys have met him before, right? Once. Very briefly when we were in college. I wouldn't even, 
Yeah, we like got a picture with him. We didn't get to talk to him at all, but we did get to be his opening act in our. exciting. Yes, yes. We did not remind him of that uh, when we saw him. But of course, he's so handsome in pictures, but he's somehow even more handsome in person. More handsome and more Southern. Oh, my God. So Southern. (laughs) And it is such a trope that he always like mentions from he's he's from Mississippi, but he definitely (laughs) mentioned he was from Mississippi like three or four times. I feel (laughs) like. So yeah, you did like, the V without much encouragement for me, uh, a little coaxing, because <laughs> I said to you, uh, trust me, you will never regret spending the extra money on VIP to see your boy band. Um, oh, yeah, I may have laid did. it on a little thick and said to you, the reason I have a good relationship with Danny is because I did that <laughs> in the past. So you you went from just a standard VIP, you did you upgraded to the, what was it called? The cocktail hour? The happy hour. Happy yes. hour. Was it happy? Very, yeah, very good mentor. Uh, because yeah. that was a very good choice and we don't really regret it night. at all and was that yeah. the bit where you got to ask questions yes well so they had a little Q&A with everyone who did the standard meet and greet but it was very very short it was maybe four minutes so I don't even think there were five questions mm. asked uh but so we were really, really happy once we got to go back and it was a little bit more intimate. I think there were six of us back there um, of varying levels of his various VIPs. So he had some roadies, social media roadies who were doing a social media for him for the night. Oh, oh. Another level up from what we had gotten. <clears throat> but I am glad that we did our level because I didn't even realize that some of the girls who were there were actually there as vip guests because it yeah. almost seemed like they were working they had their cameras yeah. out the whole time and they were taking which i guess is the whole thing of yeah. being a social media person but i legit thought they worked for him and then <laughs> yesterday i realized they were actually people who had paid for the, <laughs> the social media upgrade that says a lot about him as well though that he he's actually giving those people what they're paying for because i've done vips where you're not getting what you i'm like come along and enjoy some before show snacks and you get there and there's like some chips and some dip and you're like yeah that's not really before show food but so that he's actually fulfilling what he's committing to for your money so that's kudos to the lovely lance yeah oh i don't think any could accuse lance bass of not looking after his fans right oh for sure he's very they're very loyal and it's very easy to understand why when you meet him and you know, he has such a good sense of humor about himself. It's not in the same way that Chris or Joey are on all the time and constantly trying to be funny and make you laugh. Not that that's a bad thing, but I love that about them. But Lance is just has a good sense of humor about himself and, you know, knows where he came from, understands, you know, that the fans love and sync. That's why he is where he is. So he's never trying to run from that which I think is awesome because we weren't nervous to ask him any sort of questions about and think about the band about all of that so that part was put us at ease okay so what did you ask him well we did tell him so we sort of opened and we said you know we were hanging out with Donnie Wahlberg a couple weeks ago Um, I, I literally said like oh we have a mutual friend with Donnie Wahlberg and you remember you said that and uh, he said we have a message he said you're his heart and he loves you and to say hello and he he sort of put his hand to his heart he was like ah donnie and so uh then we got to talking about uh making the band right that came Mm. out a couple 
the goat because I said, are you mad that Diddy's trying to steal your thunder <laughs> with making the band? And he said, no, I, I think MTV called Diddy, but what I think they really need, they need to bring back the boy band version because that's what America mm. wants. We're like, hell yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's the one that everyone remembers. Like I had to be reminded there had been other seasons right. of making the band. Yeah. And I know that's because I'm a boy band obsessive, but I was like, what, really? It went on for another like three, four years. But yeah, the boy right. band one's the one everyone remembers. Well, also, when Diddy took over and started putting together a girl band, they didn't succeed in getting a girl band together in the first season. They had to extend it to a second season. So it just goes to show that Lou Pearlman, when he wanted to put a fucking boy band together, he went for it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the fact that Dan wasn't even in there and then they like added him after that, he was not stopping at anything to make this boy band, I feel like. That's true. That is so do true. You want, Christine, do you want to try to explain what Lance said, their new twist on making yeah. the band. <laughs> a little confusing. So first we were like, um, so going back to the boy band, and we, then I think I asked, like, what would you consider doing, like, a mixed group, like women and men? And he said, he said that it was going to be some kind of scenario where there was, like, a boy band track and a girl band track. And then they would, like, each have a winner on one side. And then, like, Either those groups would be mashed together and it would be a mixed group, or I there would be that another. Uh, yes, the people who were eliminated formed. is what he said. The people who yeah. were eliminated from the boy band and the girl band would then come together for an S Club 7 situation and have a joint. Oh group. my God. So we, we had a show over here called, and Amy will correct me if I get the wrong version of it Pop Stars <laughs> The Rivals. That's right. Which yeah. made, it made a boy band and a girl band. And so the girl band that came out of it was Girls Aloud. Girls Aloud, yeah. Okay. And the boy band that came out of it went nowhere. What were they no. called? Union, no, it wasn't Union J, was it? It was well, uh, girl power. One, one True Voice. Yeah. And what they did was they both released a song and they were like, which one's going to get to number one for Christmas? Because this whole Christmas oh. number one thing we have in this country. And the girls absolutely fucking smashed the guys. Yeah. And then there were, but there were offshoots from that as well, because weren't there, oh no, there was, sorry, I'm thinking of Liberty X, but they came out of the the other pop stars um, yeah. thing. But this whole, and funnily enough, Liberty X, who came from pop stars, ended up more successful than hearsay who were the group that were chosen so so these off cuts that don't make it to the finals sometimes they do end up well we've discussed this well look at one direction they never won they they didn't win x factor kind of like american idol too i feel like often the people that end up they're solo acts but often the people that end up coming second or like in the elimination end up being more famous than the people that actually win. We talked to O-Town about this when we interviewed them and we said how there are acts like Chris Daughtry and Mm -hmm. various others who came out of um, American Idol who have just skyrocketed and they never won. I think Chris Daughtry came seventh or something like that. So yeah. But yeah, so um, you also met O-Town. We did. We did. I was very much, so Dan was the first one that came, they came to us. The line was so long because I don't know if the show you went to was like this, but they did have a VIP package and we said, we're not going to do that. But they also had this thing where if you bought a t-shirt for $60, 
you would automatically get a picture with each member of O-Town. And there were so many people that did it. There was a massive line going up and down, snaking through the theater. It's midnight <laughs> at this point. And the guys, and it was almost 100 degrees there. So the guys were just so gracious. They went around to every single person. They brought their own selfie lights. Which, which I thought was brilliant. I was so like, brilliant. they are like visionaries. And so Dan came through first. And so we didn't mention you guys to Dan because we knew he wasn't part of your interview. But then Eric came through, which, first of all, he was so nice. He said to Christine, I like your skirt. He told me he liked my hair. And then he told us we had great vibes. <laughs> which I agree. He's, we he's do. not wrong. Do. You do. You absolutely do. <laughs> he is right. And also an absolute sweetheart. Oh, my God. He's so sweet. Because then we said, I said, oh, we loved your interview on I'm with the boy band. We're friends with Amy and Zoe. And he said, oh, yeah, they're really cool girls. They did a really good job. And he was saying, you know, sometimes that sort of stuff doesn't work out when people make requests. But I was glad that it did. And we had fun. And I was like, oh, that's so nice. Aww, so he was telling the truth again. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's so also, astute. Trevor somehow still smelled so good, even so after good. like their sweaty performance and hugging a million people. And we were like, how even? Yeah, and not even douse myself in cologne because I know yeah. I'm sweating good. It was like just the faintest scent. And we were like, what? You're otherworldly. What is this? Oh, Zoe likes Trevor. I, yeah, I like definitely Trevor got a soft spot. I like all of them. Yeah. I have yeah. a town problem now. I'm obsessed with them. This, see, like, this is what like happens more, to me. This I know. I think I've liked more O Town tweets this week than um, NSYNC tweets. <laughs> Don't say that right. so loudly. This is oh. what happens. You end up, like you've said before, cheating on your boy band. So, yeah. yes. Well, well, and Singh needs to get to back together to incentivize me not to. Well, yeah. O-Town was trying really hard because after Lance came out, you know, so they, they start, they do a verse of It's Gonna Be Me, and then they do um, Bye Bye Bye, and Lance comes out and joins them for the last chorus of the dance. And as Lance is going off stage, they've started getting the crowd to chant, Bring back in sync, bring back in yeah. sync. We are the loudest so, two voices in the building. Of course we were. We were also ready to like keep chanting well after everyone else had <laughs> yeah, stopped. We were like, oh, we're like done. Done. Okay. I guess that would have been awkward for O-Town if we kept going. <laughs> <laughs> all the way through they their act. They not all or nothing yet. And it was very important that we got to that song. So. Oh, I'm so pleased you had such a good time. And it's so exciting to hear this live Donny news come yeah, out of I'm also the excited mouth. that you love all these other boy bands every time you meet them because it means eventually we're going to end up with a podcast with four co-hosts yeah. <laughs> and True. you can take on some of the responsibility of doing the uh, very minor American boy bands we can't find any information about there you go <laughs> we're very good at internet stalking so we're happy to help with that research we're here oh, for you great. <laughs> that's great, the first yeah. skill of being a, a boy band fangirl can you still <laughs> also on the yeah, i really exactly. like owned a lot of cds of lesser boy bands back in the day so i might have some some knowledge right. from back oh, in. looks like we're coming <laughs> to your house then okay thank you so much girls for jumping on a phone call with us in the middle of your day um, oh, really this is way it. better than working, so no problem. Yeah. Any excuse <laughs> to talk to you, ladies, is okay. good for me. Okay, and we're going to oh, figure out. Work from home, so this was such a treat that it happened <laughs> to happen during a day I could actually do it. 
Um, and we'll figure out soon a day where we can all actually be in the same room together. So that's, oh, yeah. let's get working on that. And um, we'll talk to you. Everyone, to, for our listeners, don't forget that you can uh, listen to Christine and Ashley on their podcast, which is called Girl, Were You Alone? comes out every Tuesday. It's awesome. It's like my second favourite podcast after my own. <laughs> that's that's legit. <laughs> Oh, thanks, thanks guys. Love you guys. Thank you. Love you too. Speak Bye. to you soon. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. Well, it was lovely speaking with Ashley and Christine. It always is. Yes, I absolutely adore those girls. Me so too. Much. It hurts. We're so lucky. How did we find them? I think I believe I found them. Yeah, it's always you. It's never me. <laughs> <laughs> I do shit all. The other thing we have to do is uh, set up a phone call with the girls who do the Jonas podcast as well. So yes, yes, I will we do. start making plans that I, I haven't got back to them yet because uh, you and I have such trouble coordinating our own lives. No, that... we're useless. Yeah. So, Amy, your boy band of the week. I'm so yes, excited. I know. Finally, it's I'm my turn. I'm sitting back. I'm pushing the microphone out of the way. Okay. Hello, Elvis. I can hear you. Well, <laughs> somebody, um, one of us said in our last podcast that we were going to be doing well first of all we said we were going to do one direction and that i was going to start the research for one direction then we decided actually we were going to do boys unlimited the I james ne- corden next week i said boys unlimited oh, next okay week. well i started trying to watch boys unlimited on uh, all four or four od or whatever whichever whatever the app's called now and there were so many ads i was like i can't i can't do this but it was it was funny and yeah. I mean a total rip off of well take that and all of that so yeah it was really funny but we have settled on or I have settled are you okay Elvis are you itchy on a different boy band this week I'm not going to reveal who to start off with I'm going to start you know who I'm doing anyway but yeah. I'm going to start and Is that um, because I narrowed down the list to about three for you yeah um, which one of these do you want to do anyway we're not doing that one yeah well the thing is is that i think it's important for us to do boy bands we at least have a minor interest in or that we bit of respect yeah exactly right and there are a lot of american boy bands that you know a lot about and i know nothing about so it would be ridiculous for me to take those on but yeah that's why when i i was messaging you last night and i was like i'd quite like to do this one soon Mm. do you want them and you were like nah knock yourself out yeah, yeah exactly so let's get into it i'm ready let's get into it ready right to be schooled so this boy band is an american boy band they are friends who met in first grade oh, in atlanta oh, where they're from band. and we've got well we've got another scenario where it's like you know um paul kevin jonas Yes. And Paul Kevin Jonas the second. Well, we've got a James Christopher Kelly, but he goes by Chris. And then we've got a Christopher Smith. So Chris and Chris. Oh. um, And their band was called Chris Cross. (laughs) I don't know how they came up with that name. (laughs) It was some kind of... Chris Chris, surely. Chris Chris. Chris Chris. Well, I always thought it was spelt K-R-I-S-S. It is. K-R-O-S-S. It is. But everything I found online, it was Chris with one S on the first bit. Oh. Chris Cross. Anyway. Not to be mixed up with the uh, country music star, Christopher Cross. Oh. Right. 
Right, okay. That's a whole other conversation that needs to be had at another time. I've heard of this Christopher Cross before, but I didn't realise he was a country music star. I think it's, I'm actually Googling it now because I'm like, I'm going to sound really stupid because I don't know a lot about country <laughs> music. Do you think there are any country music boy bands? Um... Uh, well, I look into it. Yeah, I think we should because I love country music. I think it is fun. I so... did New Kids on the Block tour three tours ago, and I drove from Chicago to St. Louis, or maybe the other way around, with a girl who insisted on playing country music all the way in the car. Yeah, boy. yeah, yeah. No, I would love that. <laughs> fucking hell! It was hot. I couldn't move. My bum was numb, and all I could listen to was fucking country music. Country ballads. Yeah, they're yeah. all about heartache. Yeah. So Chris Cross, Chris and Chris were discovered at a shopping mall in Atlanta in 1991 by a gentleman called Jermaine Dupree, who was 19 years old. Now, I've got Sounds a little a bit, bit of. Sounds a bit like we're getting very close to some of the murder podcasts we've listened to. <laughs> well, this uh, Jermaine, du- Jermaine Dupree, I've got a little bit about him in here because he's he's a notable character and he's not somebody we'll probably discuss at length in any other podcast because he, although he's worked with an awful lot of very, very well-known and successful artists, I don't think any of them are boy bands. So okay. I thought I'd interject this very beginning bit with a bit about Jermaine Dupree. So Jermaine Dupree Maudlin, who oh. was born in September 1972, he is an American rapper, songwriter, record producer and record exec. He was born in North Carolina and was Good raised... Job, mate. Like, pick one puppy. I know, I know. Talk about multitasking. Um, Or, jack of all trades, master of none, who knows? So he was born in North Carolina and was raised in Atlanta, and he, in his life, has worked with Criss Cross, Mariah Carey, Usher, Jay-Z, Nelly, Monica, Dabrat, Escape, Janet Jackson, TLC, Aretha Franklin, Ludacris, Alicia Keys, and Bow Wow. So this guy has take it all back. <laughs> right. <laughs> Have you heard of him before? Like the name seems familiar, yeah. but I don't know where. I don't know. Is he, there was a, Janet Jackson dated a Jermaine right. that she worked with. This is, is this that is him? him? Yeah. Okay. So right. I, I think the first was time I ever to heard... him. We'll get to that, but I think the first time I ever heard of him was, I think it might have been Chris Rock or somebody like that was doing a comedy set, and he said, all those years that we, or it might have been Kevin Hart, he said, all those years that we fancied Janet Jackson, and we thought we never had a chance, and now she's with Jermaine Dupree, and we had a chance! So, (laughs) that's when I first heard of him, and I always imagined him to be some pig ugly man, but I haven't... Was she the one he was married to that she had annulled? There was one big scandal. So you can you tell the story. I'll okay. shut up. Okay. <laughs> you do so, it. You're obviously so... going to answer the question very soon. <laughs> well, I don't know if I am. I, I mean, I, did, I, don't, I didn't go too far into him because ultimately he was just the man who found Criss Cross. But he was born in 1972. He His musical career began before he was 10. So his father was an Atlanta talent manager and he had coordinated a Diana Ross show in 1982. Uh, Jermaine Dupree had managed to get on stage and dance with Diana Ross and then he started as a dancer for a hip-hop group called Houdini, spelt W-H-O-Dini. Okay. So when he was 12 and he was in one of their music videos and he started performing around the country and he appeared with people like Cameo, Run DMC and Grand, <laughs> Grandmaster Flash. Do you remember that? Is it Cameo that did the 
thing word up this way yeah oh yes yes who yes. did walk this way with aerosmith uh was that was run dmc wasn't yeah, it okay. mm. so, so both of those he's worked yeah. with. so in 1993 he established his own record label called so so deaf d-e-f oh, so so deaf did, did Deaf that... records not mine I don't know. Uh, wasn't there a Def Jam as well, or is that yeah. a movie? I wonder if they're all part and part. No, there was a Def Jam. Mm, okay. All part and parcel of the same thing. Carry on. Gonna... Maybe. I mean, it says that So So Def entered into a distribution distribution partnership with Columbia Records in 1993 as well and then in 1995 he collaborated with Mariah Carey for the first time on her number one hit single Always Be My Baby which I think he won a Grammy or the song won a Grammy or he was involved with one of Mariah's Grammy winning songs anyway so he also contributed to Little Kim's 1996 album um and he was involved in the release of destiny's child's debut album as well so he's fucking all over it it's the man he's he's, he's up there so when he was 19 he found these two like i can't find a lot about chris and chris from their childhood or from i mean they were so young when they were found anyway so um (laughs) the stories their childhood yeah exactly (laughs) so they um he found them in an Atlanta shopping mall liked them straight away signed a deal with roughhouse records literally straight away and recorded their debut album which was called totally crossed out in 1992 so jermaine dupree entirely produced it and it was released on the 31st of march that year and it sold four million copies in the u.s jesus so this song this album included the song jump jump (laughs) which was number one on the billboard hot 100 for eight weeks and became the first rap song to have achieved so long at the top of the charts wow no other rap song at that point how old were they how old are they i'm gonna say well so that was 92 and they were born one of them was born august 78 and one was born january 79 so So they are 13 14 they're 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 exactly the same age as me basically so in 92 (laughs) yeah you meant right now they would have been 14 yeah yeah they're 40 (laughs) (laughs) so crisscross what their their wacky little thing was that they wore their clothes backwards that's what i remember about them there's no real reason why they did that it was kind of just a gimmick i suppose to get them noticed um yeah it did work I remember people going it's to, still, to fancy you... dress parties dressed as crisscross. Yeah, but it's still the thing that people will remember about, like, as a marketing tool. Mm. If people are still remembering it 27 years later, then yeah. it absolutely fucking worked. Yeah, yeah right. Jump, so, jump. The, yeah, and that song was on the soundtrack for the Justin Timberlake film. Uh, the one he did with Friends with Benefits, the one he did with uh, Mila Kunis. Yes. So, yeah. He, still... the, the skit in it was that he knew all the words and like she'd play it and he'd absolutely just break into it right whole... and he knew yeah. the whole rap he knew the dance yeah. the whole lot yeah so the music videos from that album were also really successful the video for jump went to number one on mtv and sold over a hundred thousand copies as a vhs video single yeah, i don't think that was a thing here was it no. i don't remember being able to buy singles on vhs no. I don't remember it at all. I've never even heard of it before. Double bubble on your, like you sell the single and you sell it because you can't play your video in the car or in your Walkman, so you have to buy both. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) 
It's not like these days when we can just buy a, an MP4 or an M4A or whatever. Yeah, exactly right. So the video for their follow-up single, which was called Warm It Up, won a Billboard Video Award for Best New Artist, and that got to number 14 the same year as Jump. Jump? Jump? So that... The New York Daily News... Jim Farber in the New York Jim Farber's name rings a bell but Jim Farber in the New York Daily News said together that was enough to propel the duo's debut album totally crossed out to multi-platinum status fuck yeah imagine being that successful when you're like 13 14 yeah so due to Jump being such a massive massive single the album totally crossed out went to number one in the US um, but it performed poorly in the UK and oh. only peaked at My number bad. 31. My bad. Sorry, boys. I think I bought it. I think I contributed to number 31. What, the album? Yeah. Really? Cassette tape. <laughs> <laughs> I loved a cassette back in the early 90s. So they landed a spot on Michael Jackson's 1992 European Dangerous World Tour, as well as a cameo appearance on his music video for his single Jam. Nope. Don't know it, or are we just noping out on Michael Jackson. <laughs> no, I don't know Jam. Oh, I I know that I know the song, but as far as I'm concerned, Michael Jackson is fully cancelled. You're, you're noping out, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so they also um, made videos. In, sorry, they also made appearances in videos for Run DMC's song "Down with the King," yep. and TLC's "Hat to Da Back." So this was all in 1992, and then they were also featured in an episode of A Different World. Do you remember that? I remember A Different World. Oh, I loved yeah. it. Oh, I loved it. It was such a good TV show. And then they were a clo- the closing musical act on an episode of In Living Colour. Oh, hang on. That I know of. In I Living can... Colour. Yeah, I've never heard of that. So I, I've heard of it, but I don't, I don't think it was ever over here. Mm. I um I believe someone's outside my bedroom window putting out the bins. I can't hear anyone. If uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, excellent my, news. My Carry on. So there was also a video game starring the pair. What? And it was called. It was, this is, <laughs> sorry, this is really early video. If it's not called Ping, yeah. I don't believe it. It was ninety two. It was called Crisscross Make My Video, and it was released in ninety two on the Sega CD system. <laughs> So, was that not the Sega Master System? Was that after that? I suppose it probably was around the same time. So, yeah, the Sega CD system. It consisted of the players editing together the group's music videos for a few of their hit songs using portions of the original music videos, stock footage, and general video animation effects. Do you know what that reminds me of? That gift that you got me, that take that gift, (laughs) the little weird film player thing. Players were prompted before each editing session to make sure to have certain footage compiled into the video. The game was released only in the United States to poor sales figures and dismal reviews. Well, it's basically iMovie for the 90s. Yeah, it's so weird. So it was ranked 18th on Electric sorry electronic gaming monthly's list of the 20 worst games of all time. <laughs> Um, Chris I can't, can't downpoint them for this though because this is a video. This is marketing. This is like, yeah. did you enjoy that Pepsi commercial that Nuka's on the block did? I like they're not pointed on it, so mm. it's 
yeah. I don't remember seeing a New Kids on the Block Pepsi commercial, but we I will be... Another, another thing we didn't get over here. Oh, Actually, really? it might have been Coca-Cola. Do you know what's really funny is that in the 90s, I remember going to the US on holiday to, like, Florida or whatever... And it just seemed like it was the future. And I was like, there's so much cool stuff over here that we don't get at home. And that is why I'm a fan of globalisation. And these <laughs> days, we get all the same shit. There's very rarely something they get that we don't. There might be a film on US Netflix or whatever. But generally speaking, we all get the same shit at the same time. And I fucking love it. Yes. So they also made a cameo appearance in a film called Who's the Man in 1993, which starred rapper Ed Lover and radio personality Dr. Dre of Yo! MTV Raps fame. I don't know if that's Dr. Dre, Dr. Dre. There can't have been two Dr. Dre's active in the US at the same time. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm going to Google that. Oh, do you want me to Google? You carry yeah, on the story. I'll, where have I put my phone? Oh, it's there. Hold on. So, you carry on. Chris Cross's second album, which was called Dabom. I mean, I'm far too white to be saying all these words, but <laughs> <laughs> that was released in 1993 and it was certified platinum as well. And that had the hits All Right, featuring Supercat, I'm Real, and Dabom, featuring Dabrat, whom. Um, Chris Smith had discovered. Now, one of them was called Mac Daddy and one of them was called Daddy Mac and I don't know which way around it is, <laughs> but Chris Cross's nicknames for each other, I mean, Chris and Chris, there was a Mac Daddy and a Daddy Mac. So, Chris Smith had discovered Dabrat. I'm listening. I know, I'm just reading. Most of their songs have been directed at rivals Day Youngsters, Illegal and Another Bad Creation. So it was kind of a rap battle of its time, I suppose, because there were other rival rap acts. Mm -hmm. But I don't know that any of these other rap acts were anywhere near as successful as them. So I think they didn't really need to. Another Bad Creation might be on our boy band list. Oh, really? Yeah. Right, we'll have to go and have a look at that. Um, Dr. Dre, sorry, I'm just going to take you back. Mm -hmm. So... Um, Dr. Dre also served as a DJ for the Beastie Boys. He had his own urban clothing line called Bigger Stuff in the early 90s, but it didn't, wasn't widely distributed. Guest appearance, discography. Uh, did he one do... record. He had one album out in 94. So did he? Many. was he a radio personality from Yo! MTV Raps? MTV VJ, an American radio personality. Oh, okay. So yeah, um, it would have been then. Sweet. Uh, they renamed themselves Original Concept, a hip hop group which released one album on Def Jam recordings straight from the basement of Cooley High in 1988. Uh, the group's best known track was Pump That Bass. So, this yeah. is Dr. Dre's rap band? Yeah. Wow. We are so yeah. white. We are so white. Oh, We're so white and so English. It's <laughs> like... <is> so true. This <laughs> is oh. Oh, I had a fashion Boris Johnson learned. Oh, do you know what? That's things. exactly what I was thinking. I was thinking the same thing. So Bojo would be like, oh, yes, well, I'm very down with the children. <laughs> I know all about the Doctors of Dre. Oh, God, dreadful. So in 96, their third album, Young, Rich and Dangerous, was released, and that was certified gold, so not quite as good. Um, that had two hits, Tonight's The Night and Live and Die for Hip Hop. 
However, Criss Cross was never able to match the success of its first song. I mean, that is a bit shit to peak on the first track, isn't it? For your career peak to be when you're 13 and 14. Yeah, and for you exactly. to be on the scrap peak by the time you're 17 and 18. Yeah, it's kind of... I kind of... They must have made a bit of money off it. Oh my God, they must have made a bit of money off it. So between 2000 to 2001, they recorded 25 tracks for a supposed fourth album, but it was never, ever released. Oh, I wonder if they're like these secret tracks you'd be able to find online. Maybe. They seem to have disappeared quite significantly from public life. Although... in these things it's making that change. So they were... The reason they were quite popular i'd imagine it's because they were young kids doing it and there was the amusement yeah. factor with that and then um, when they aged out of doing that exactly i think you're right i think there's a lot in that i think it's the same as a lot of child actors as well it's really hard to crisscross over to being an adult <laughs> I, quit you. I, I know quit you. i quit myself mate that was so fucking cringe i'm a dad as well i'm a white english dad making dad jokes <laughs> No, hard no. In 2009, after photos surfaced that showed Chris Kelly with bald spots on his head, there was rumours that he had cancer. But he posted an interview on YouTube um, and they said that, or he said directly that he suffered from alopecia. So it was just a condition where people lose their hair. So everyone jumped to conclusions and assumed that he was, I know, undergoing treatment for cancer but it turns out it's been stress related anything to do with depression related it's exactly right when you've peaked at 14 and Mm. so once they kind of drifted away from the public life chris kelly went off and studied engineering and founded uh c connection records so c the letter c connection records and chris smith studied marketing and business management and he founded one life entertainment incorporated so they both went off to do their own thing i haven't looked up business either of those businesses to see what they're up to now but they did do a final show, a last performance in their hometown of Atlanta, the Fox Theatre, and it was for So So Deaf's 20th anniversary concert, and that was in 2013. Criss Cross, it says here, Criss Cross was the youngest hip-hop duo to gain success with gold and platinum albums at 12 and 13 years old. They've been referenced on the albums or songs of Eminem, Dr. Dre, Tupac, Method Man, and many more. On May the 1st, 2013, Chris Kelly was found unconscious in his Atlanta home. Yeah. Why is it always me? Why is it always my boy bands this happens to? He's sure the harbinger of boy band doom, maybe. Honestly. He was pronounced dead around 5pm on the south campus of the Atlanta Medical Centre. He was 34 years old. According oh, to police report documents... Kelly had been brought home to recover from his drug use, as he had done several times in the past. His uncle told police that Kelly had an extensive history of drug abuse. The following day, Jermaine Dupree tweeted a letter to fans in which he referred to Chris Kelly as a son that I never had and praised Kelly as an artist. Numerous other artists and fans publicly acknowledged Kelly's death, some citing Chris Cross or Kelly as their inspiration or their reason for entering the music industry. 
On July the 1st of the same year, a toxicology report was released stating that Kelly died from a drug overdose. According to the Fulton County Medical Examiner Office, the toxicology screening shows that he had a mixture of drugs in his system, including cocaine and heroin. So his bandmate, Chris Smith, said, "It's It's like every hour I'm thinking about Chris, and I know he would want me to continue doing what we love and what he loved. This was our passion since we were 11 years old, so we found the love for music at a very early age. I know he would just want me to continue on the path we started. It will never be the same. Ever since that day, my life has never been the same. The world is different for me. You start looking at things very differently. You kind of put everything in perspective. You just hold on to the memories, though. That's what kind of keeps me going in the studio. So, although he has spent time working on a comeback music project, Chris Smith is really focused on his new career as an artist. He, I'm not a music artist. He launched the website, website Urbane Muse to showcase his paintings and to cover his other passions, including music, design, film and culture. So I have seen online a um, painting that he drew, this massive painting that he drew mm. of Chris Kelly. I mean, I'm not one to comment on art. It was all right. <laughs> he did write and produce a tribute song called Best Friends Forever. I mean, this is just so painful. Uh, where he it's mourns awful. the loss of like, his... I know, it just keeps going. First grade. And then they yeah. had this amazing career together. And then it, he must have went through, gone through a lot of... That could have been me. Like one different step on my own path in another direction yeah. and that could have been me because they they were so intertwined for so long yeah and then they've got along and at some point they've obviously taken separate roadways and you know it, it, he could have taken the other one yeah and be gone you never know he may have taken i mean i don't know i'm not going to be i'm yeah. not making accusations or false allegations or anything like that but you just don't you just don't know what what's happening in people's lives but yeah these guys had a really different story to most or typical boy bands because they didn't have like a manager who was set on ripping them off or making as much money out of them as possible anything like that it was a guy who was really invested in music who was looking for talent who just found this duo and saw the potential in them and yeah. that, that and it, it just propelled them. them to superstardom but I don't I think there's a lot to be said for fame at a young age really fucking screwing you up yeah oh we said it before like the aftercare like when you when you've been that big and that successful so young mm. when you're not really an adult and you don't really understand the complexities of what's going on around you but it's also happening at the bit where you're going through puberty and you're developing the your idea of yourself that that it basically confused like you don't develop into an adult yeah the way that everyone else has a very slow journey you're put into an adult world straight away and you know that you know that has a a massive effect on who you are and the choices you make later on in life yeah so this tribute song he wrote and produced called best friends forever so he mourns the loss of his childhood friend and on the recording he raps sings plays all the keyboard bass and guitar parts doesn't say anything about drums the song is an interpolation of that's what friends are for originally written by Bert Bacharach and Carol Bayer Sager um, and first recorded in 1982 by Rod Stewart I haven't listened to it but I wonder how 
similar it is to the original song. Oh, it's an interpolation, Amy. I know, I don't even know what that fucking word means. <laughs> I need to Google that shit. So, yeah, so that is the story. Of Criss Cross. Criss Cross will make you jump, of... jump. Yeah, it's... When you have these boy bands... Like, so, for me, Criss Cross, so 92, I'd have been 17, 18. So, that yeah. was, you know, clubbing. I was still into, like, my poppy stuff. Mm. But So, to me, that song's always a very... Happy... I remember them when we did, you know... We were doing that, or it, so it to me, it's a happy place, and just to know the after story and the progression for them on from that is actually heartbreaking. Yeah, it is because it's it, it's taking something that for me is so positive. Yeah, and actually, you find out that for them, it you know the the memory or the, you know it it doesn't remain a positive thing for me now because no. I know how it ended up for them. I know. It's really it's sad. sad. It's really sad. And also, it's sad for me not to undermine their grief, but it's sad for me because every boy band I do has got death in it. Sorry. Who have I done so far? LFO, two dead. Who was the next dead one? You... Oh, I can't remember. No, I can't. I'm <laughs> no, killing off boy band members. I just don't remember. Actually, well, you did basically Rollers, and one of them was dead. At least one of them is dead. So are we going to point them and then come yes. back? Great. Bye. Okay. So, Amy, shall we do the science? Uh, science? The science of boy bandology, Amy. It's oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Life's work, Amy. Why do you think we decided to do a chart and not just talk about boy bands? Because there had to be a purpose to it. I didn't want this just to be a podcast where we just sat and talked about boy bands. I wanted, hmm. I wanted it to, to have some meaning. I mean, I would have been all right with that, but I do like that we're doing this. I do like that we're doing it. <laughs> mate we could just sit and talk and we record could just, it just... Well, we could sit and talk about anything and record it and i would be happy <laughs> i know but i wanted it to have to be hmm. podcasting with a purpose because we invented boy bandology right yeah so talk to Chris me Cross, uh do incredibly well on oh. the chart points just i mean just from jump alone which was number one in what one two went to number one in five countries i missed the bus which is the other one i really remember didn't do so well in the uk but they're basically their their chart points for the uk and the us put them right up there it boosts them really high up the chart oh. they were together for five years yeah they uh reformed for seven yeah they score maximum points for their style because <laughs> how can we not maximum point them for the most memorable of all boy band outfits yeah. ever they might not have had a white look but they had a back to front look. Yeah, right. So <laughs> they, I'm gonna do you. What do you want? Top You're gonna 20, do me. Yeah. You're gonna do me. Okay. Top twenty, top ten. How do you want? Let's it? How do uh, top do ten. How do you want it, baby? <laughs> You're gonna do me. How do I want it? <laughs> they made the top ten. Oh, sorry, I've just ruined that, haven't I? Fuck it. So... Just, just do the fucking top ten. Go for it. Okay. At number ten. Crisscross. LFO. Oh. At number nine. EYC. Yeah. And number eight is BB Mac. 
and number seven, Australian boy band, Human Nature. <laughs> are they in the top five? Do, do, do. Just patience, patience. At number six, our Geordie favourites, PJ and Duncan. Fuck off. <laughs> At number five, Chris Cross. Wow. At number four is Bross. Number three is five. Number two, the Jonas Brothers, and still at number one is the Bay City Rollers. So they hit our top five. Top five, yeah. Who would have thought that must I have been have based that. on? No, it must be based on their record sales and obviously yeah, their they incredible style. Their chart points so so well on their chart points. Yeah. So wow, yeah. wow, it's great. Daddy Mac and Mac Daddy, good job. Make your jump. Sure. <laughs> I do love that song so much. I can't believe that's not made it into the old boy band list playlist yet. I know. Well, watch this space. You never know. It might <laughs> pop up next week. We're going to fight um, over it. Do you know what we haven't done? Because we're not together this week. Bef- normally, before we start recording, I say to Zoe, what's this week's episode called? I don't think I've ever named an episode. I always just oh. go, Zoe, what's this week's episode called? Usually oh, let, me, let me, let me, let me. Go Amy? On. What's this week's episode called? Oh, fuck. Well, it can only be called one thing. I caught the bus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I missed the bus. (laughs) It had a single called It's a Shame. We could do that one. I think it's got to be called Jump Jump. Oh, but the single was just called Jump. I know. I have got it as just called Jump at the moment, but I quite like Jump Jump. Put the second jump in brackets. (laughs) Yes. Great idea. (laughs) Are we allowed to Apple Podcasts allow brackets? Oh, or as our American listeners would call them parentheses parentheses yeah. so that's uh, Chris Cross that's it for another week on I'm with the Boy Band who do our thanks go to this week Amy? Uh, thanks this week I got some shit out of Wikipedia I, I did read the, the sad stuff because I thought I can't put that in my own words so Wikipedia thank you Washington Post and, and sadly a UK tabloid I'm not going to name because fuck them Okay. So yeah. don't forget you can tweet at us <laughs> on the tweets on the Twitters. We are at the Boy Band Pod on Twitter. And we are on Instagram at I'm with the Boy Band. We're gonna go and do a live Insta uh, shortly, which you will have already seen if you're listening to this. <laughs> on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have a Facebook page. You're looking for the Facebook group that you have to apply to join uh, come and join us there it's a little bit niche it's for our specialist fans come over there and join us if you really love us and you want to support us on patreon we would be incredibly grateful you can find us at patreon.com forward slash boyband our supporter levels start from two dollars a month if and you... next week you have to remind me that i have to do our patreon shout outs Yes. Oh, yes, we do. And we've also got merch coming for anyone who's subscribed to $10 a month or more. So, yes. TBC. Or email us. Okay. At theboybandpod at gmail.com. And we'll see you next week. Our theme tune is by... Oh, my God, you do it. Oh, our theme tune is... Dance With You. <laughs> yes. Fire and Light. From the book trilogy, Songs About a Girl, by Chris Rogers. You can find out all about them at, is it Chris Russell? Shit! It's close enough. You can find out all about it at www.songsaboutagirl.com. 
Oh man, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first time I've done it. <laughs> I'll speak to you later. I love you.